Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul tests once again, Lord. Lord, I am excited to come into your presence again this morning. I am excited to be able to worship your name once again. Your name is great, Lord, and you are greatly to be praised. You said that your name is Yahweh from generations to generations. And so, Father, we call you Yahweh this morning, the great God that is worthy of praise, glory, adoration, and power. We call you Yahweh because you are sufficient, sufficient for everything. You are beautiful beyond description. You are too marvelous for words. We call you Yahweh again this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time in your presence to read our Bibles, we ask, Lord, speak to us once again. Let your word feel and resonate in our hearts and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue reading our Bibles. We have been doing an harmony of the gospel study, and it's been interesting. Yes, about three weeks now, we've been looking at the harmony of the gospel. Oh, it's been a month. Wow. Okay. So, um, we continue that study. Yesterday, we stopped on Matthew chapter 15. We were reading about Jesus condemning the Pharisees who had replaced the word of God with their traditions. Okay? That's in Matthew chapter 15, verse 1 to 20. We will take the account of Mark and then continue reading from there. A big thank you to everyone joining in again this morning. I do not take uh, your presence for granted. Um, God will bless you. God will give you and grant your heart's desires in the mighty name of Jesus. Also, I shared I shared an email address. Like I said, if you have any suggestion on how we can improve this devotional or you just have a question, okay, a question or a study you would like us to do, please send it to murphyayenike at gmail.com. Murphy is M-U-R-P-H-Y. Ayenike is E-Y-E-N-I-K-E at gmail.com. And then I'll go through and then get back to you. So we continue our study. We'll be reading Mark chapter 7, verse 1 to 20, verse 1 to 23. As always, Mark takes more time. It's by far more elaborate when describing describing these things. After that, we'll read about um, the Phoenician woman. We'll read about the afflicted. Majority of the stories we'll read today are in Matthew chapter 15. And also here in Mark chapter 7, if we can, we'll get to Mark chapter 8. Okay? 
So he says, that which defies, that which defies. The Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered, Mark chapter 7 verse 1, gathered around Jesus. <clears throat> they gathered around Jesus. <laughs> so I'm wondering what would have, you know, because they were the leaders of uh, and the keepers of the religious laws of that time. So they would have likely have chased every other person away. So they gathered around Jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were defiled. Hands that were defiled means, simply means that their hands were not washed or it wasn't clean. Um, that is unwashed. Verse 3, the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they give, they give their hands a ceremonial washing. Ceremonial though, not necessarily for hygiene. Ceremonial washing, holding to the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, you see, Mark is being elaborate and explaining, explaining what this thing meant. You know, um, Matthew explained it, but Mark is going a step further. Verse 4, when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And they observe many other traditions, such as the washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. Okay? Traditions, so they don't have traditions of respect for elders, they don't have tradition, you know, of morality. Look at their traditions, all focus on on things to use and just ephemeral things that will not last, okay? So, verse 5 says, So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defied hands? He replied, Isaiah was right. <laughs> because Jesus knew where they were going. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. You hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teaching are merely human rules. That is in Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. It says, You have let go, you have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. Okay, so it will not even have been a problem if the human traditions were offshoots of the traditions that are in the word of God. Let's say, for example, the Bible says, honor your father and your mother so that your days will be long on the earth. You see that different tribes, okay, apply that, okay, have traditions in the Yoruba culture, the true Yoruba tradition, for example, you do that, you honor your parents by prostrating when you are going to greet them okay so uh not every tribe does that uh, because i remember once i was shocked i remember the first time i was in the east and uh, somebody was going to greet me or greet their parents and they were shaking hands and i was i was taking that back okay so traditions it would not have been a problem if their traditions were not negating the word of God. But these people had many traditions that they had used to 
completely envelop the word of God, swallow up the word of God. And I say any day, any time. Tradition, we eat the word of God for lunch. The word of God cannot survive where tradition is existing. It says you have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. And he continued, you have a fine way of setting aside the command of God in order to observe your own tradition. In other words, there's a way they do it stylishly. For Moses said, honor your father and mother. And anyone who causes their father or mother is to be put to death. But you see that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is Koban. Hmm? <laughs> it is Mark that mentions the word Koban. Okay? So, like I said yesterday, we call it Koban. Something I would have given to my parents, I want to give it to the church. So I don't need to bother myself, you know, about my parents. I should focus on giving to the church. He said, but you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is Koban, that is devoted to God, then you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. Thus, you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and you do many things like that. Hmm. Again, Jesus called the crowd and to him and said, listen to me, everyone. And understand this, nothing outside a person can defy them by going into them. Nothing outside a person can defy them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defies them. Now listen, Jesus is saying very importantly here, what truly defies it's not the physical. It's usually intangible. It first of all enters the heart of man. And after it has stewed there, has been used there, it then comes out as sin, as what defies a man. Okay? So, very important. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defies them. After he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. Are you so dull? Remember that it wasn't, they didn't ask straight away. They first told him that they didn't realize that the Pharisees were offended by his questions. Okay. <laughs> then the next says, they then asked him to explain, asked him about this parable. 18. Are you so dull? He asked. Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from outside can defy them? Jesus is talking about eating, right? Uh-huh. For it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach, and then out of the body. In saying this, Jesus declared that Jesus, in saying this, Jesus declared all food clean. Okay? He went on. What comes out of a person is what defies them, for it is from within out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come sexual immorality theft murder adultery greed malice deceit lewdness envy slander arrogance and folly all this evil come from inside and defile a person okay so you really have to be very 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 careful 
um, eventually, okay, Jesus points to them what the real issue is. It is what is coming out of the heart. Pay attention to the state of your heart. Every time, pay attention to the state of your heart. If the heart is is good, is full of light, it is good, then what will come out will be good. If the heart is full of evil, has been programmed to be greedy, has been taught to envy, to slander, to be arrogant, that is what will come out, no matter, even if it is in church. Hallelujah. All right, so that concludes Mark chapter 7, verse 1 to 23. Let's go back to Matthew. We'll be reading Matthew and Mark for a while. Let's go to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. We'll read from verse 21 to 28 and then read the parallel in Mark chapter 7, the Phoenician woman, chapter chapter 7, verse 24, 24 to 30. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 to 28, the, the fate of a Canaanite woman. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Hmm. Now, Canaanites, naturally Jesus said, is had already said his earthly ministry, he was called to the lordship of the house of Israel. So naturally he should not be preaching to or reaching out, you know, to the Canaanites or the Samaritans or the Gentiles, okay? At least until after his resurrection, after the sacrifice had been paid. But this woman does or teaches us something about how powerful faith is. Faith moves the hand that moves the world. Yes, faith moves the hand that moves the world. This woman, eh, she called him Lord. You wouldn't think a Canaanite woman would call Jesus Lord. Okay? You wouldn't think a Canaanite woman would know to call Jesus son of David. I don't know whether she had a deep spiritual relationship with God or whether it's just the fact that she had been hearing that's what they call Jesus. They call him Lord. They call him son of David. But she definitely got his attention. And I'm telling you, whenever you are able to get God's attention, you are working in faith. Jesus will say it later that your faith is great. Eh? I have not seen faith like this in Israel. Now, let's read. He said, my daughter is my daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. In other words, so of course, we, Jesus. the reason why Jesus is not responding because it was not yet time. But this woman made it a time by faith. The disciples said, look, this woman will weary us out. Eh? She is just crying and crying after us. 24, he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. 
The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. Can you imagine? Just, just picture it. Eventually, okay, the disciples, okay, come on, okay. Okay, she said, you want to see Jesus. Yeah, come and see Jesus. And then she comes to Jesus and Jesus tells her, <laughs> almost literally destroys her faith. I wasn't sent to you. I was sent to the Lordship of the house of Israel. Ah! But this woman would not back down. She said, Lord, <laughs> hey, she said, Lord, have mercy. Eh? Have mercy on me. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me. Help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Everything that I'm telling you that has happened to her is more than enough to puncture her faith. This woman has so much to teach us on faith. More than enough. The words of, even the words of Jesus were more than enough to puncture her faith, but not this woman. She said, Jesus said, look, it is not right to take the, the children's bread and toss it to the dog. In other words, referring now, of course, in the context of the Jews, okay, the Canaanites and the, the Gentile and all of us would be dogs, okay, in this context, okay. 27, yes, it is, yes, it is, Lord. She agreed with him. She said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table, in other words, I am not asking you for the children's meal. I am asking you that even when the children are eating, some crumbs must fall. So, Lord, let me get even the crumbs. Now, listen to what Jesus was saying. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. And I asked somebody this morning, How great is your faith? Do you even have faith at all? This woman, eh? <laughs> Jesus said, woman, you have great faith. I have done everything to dissuade you. Woman, you have great faith. He says, your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Okay? She didn't qualify you. She didn't qualify. Her daughter did not qualify but our faith was strong enough. Telling you something very important about God. Many of us will get to heaven and we will, be, we will quarrel with God. We will be wondering how did some people get into heaven. The problem is you are not the decider of what faith is. Jesus, having related to this woman, said our faith is great. So the lessons I take from her is don't let anything dissuade you dissuade or persuade you from what the word of God says. She knew that Jesus could do it. And that's why it didn't matter whether the disciples were telling her to leave. It didn't matter whether Jesus, even Jesus himself had told her twice things that should have, look, made her just got up and leave. Okay? She didn't, it didn't matter. She held on and she received what God what God, God, God promised. Hallelujah. All right, so let's read Mark's account. We find that in Mark chapter 7, and then we'll go back again to Matthew. Mark chapter 7, verse 24 to 30, is Jesus honors a Syrophoenician's, Syrophoenician woman's faith. Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. 
he entered her house and did not want anyone to know it. Jesus did not want anyone to know it. Eh? You see? Mark will always give us information. <laughs> he did not want anyone to know it. <laughs> Yet, he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an, in, by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. Like I said, I don't know whether this true woman truly had a deep spiritual relationship with God. Mark is saying here that, look, as soon as she had, she just heard that Jesus was in town. Ah, this problem must end today. This problem must end today. And I'm telling you, she had enough faith to pull, to pull power out of the light, life of Jesus. She says, as soon as she had, she said, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek born in Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First, let the children eat all they want. You see now? So, until Jesus' death, the nation of Israel had the right to eat until they had the right to eat first and get all they wanted. He says, let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumb. Then he told her, ah, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. Jesus didn't even need to pray. <laughs> the fact he said the demon, the demon already left your daughter, the demon left. Hallelujah. Since she went home and found a child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Ah, I pray this morning that Lord, you will give us faith as great as this woman. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for everyone whose faith is weak this morning, that Lord, you will strengthen our faith, that we will be able to put our total hope and our total trust in you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We will not allow any more distractions. We will not allow any other thing to dissuade us from trusting in you, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, so let's read about Jesus feeding the 4,000. Remember, Jesus fed the 5,000 men, okay, just 5,000 men, and then you had women and children. This one is Jesus feeding the 4,000. You find it in Matthew chapter 15, verse 29 to 31. Just a brief read. He said, Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him. Are bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. 31. The people were amazed when they saw when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God, they praised the God of Israel. Okay, let's read it. Let's read it to 31 because that's where we then capture the feeding of the four, the feeding of the four thousand. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, "I have compassion for these people. 
They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. Now, there are many who argue that this is the same story as the feeding of the 5,000 that Matthew and Mark simply you know, conflated it. I disagree. They are separate. They are separate, different events. He said, oh, or they may, they may collapse on the way. 33, his disciples answered, where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? Hmm? Where? Remember that in the feeding of the 5,000, it was Philip who said, <laughs> well, we, that 200 denarii worth of bread is not enough for each person to just get a bite. Eh? 34, how many loaves do you have? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish. And when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples. And they, in turn, to the people. He gave to the disciples. They kept on coming to him. He kept on giving them. So that's why I say it likely multiplied in the hands of Jesus. He could have multiplied also in the hands of the disciples. I don't know whether every time that they came to Jesus, he gave them more than enough or he just gave them something. And as they were going, he kept on multiplying. But that was the rule. First, Jesus broke it gave thanks and then give give them to the disciples and they in turn to the people they all ate and were satisfied afterwards the disciples picked up seven baskets full of broken pieces that were left over the number of those who ate was four thousand men beside women and children after jesus had sent the crowds have sent the crowds away he got into a boat and went to the vicinity of magadan Okay, so I think along the line, Jesus will clarify there will be a time where the disciples will think that he was scolding them because they didn't bring bread. And Jesus will clearly refer to this story, okay, both to the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000, okay? So please don't listen to those who say it is one story that maybe was repeated again and again. Okay, so let's read it now. Let's read it in, um, let's read it under Mark. We'll see it in Mark. We'll read it first from Mark chapter 7, verse 31 to 37. Okay, and then we'll read 8, 1 to 9. See, then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and Sidon, went through uh, the vicinity of Tyre and went, and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his finger into the man's ear, and this one is one of the funniest stories I know in the, of in the Bible. <laughs> Have you ever... I'm sure you read this story before. Have you ever wondered, wait, why didn't the man's ears open, uh, open at once? Or why, was, why did Jesus need to do so much, so much demonstrations 
um, so much demonstration for this man's ears to, to be open. Remember there was one other story where he spit into mud and then put it on the man's eyes and <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay, so my, my dad taught me, taught me this that they usually God in helping people to be able to receive from him he allowed them have outward expressions of grace and faith okay so this was to help this person okay it wasn't that jesus didn't have the power to have healed them remember most times he will always say be it unto you according to your faith okay so Let's go back to the story. Let's start from 32 again. Say, there some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk. In other words, he was deaf and dumb. And they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sign said to him, Ephata, Ephata, which means be open. At this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loose, loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Okay? Um, quite an amazing... I say again, it wasn't... The question is not Jesus. He's, he's the man himself. <laughs> okay? So, let's now read the feeling of the 4,000. We'll find it in Luke, Mark chapter 8, verse 1 to 9. And we'll stop here today. Say during those days, another large crowd, another large crowd, Mark, Mark had that one, gathered since they had nothing to eat. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. His disciples answered, but where in this remote place can anyone get enough bread to feed them? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. On the ground, when he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. And they did so. They had a few small fish as well. He gave thanks for them and and he gave thanks for them also and told the disciples to distribute them. The people ate and were satisfied. Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven baskets full. Last time, they picked up twelve baskets full. Seven baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. About four thousand men were present. After he had sent them away, he got into the boat, got into the boat with his disciples, and went to the region of Dalmanuta. Dalmanuta. Okay? Dalmanuta. Alright, so we'll stop reading here today. Uh, what did you get today? I think, if anything, I learned something about faith. Yes, I learned something about 
putting all my hope and trust in God and not allowing anything to distract me. You know, it's it's very easy to get distracted, okay? To become distracted when uh, people can, even people can become your distraction. Friends can become your distraction. Even your family members, your children, your wife, your husband can become your distraction. But I am saying this morning that we must learn to put all of our focus on God. That woman had enough reason, okay? She could have said, oh, the disciples were the ones that chased me. Or she could have said, oh, it was even Jesus. But she didn't allow any excuse. Lord, help us this morning. Lord, we will not have any excuse to put all our focus on you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you this morning. I pray for everyone listening in. You will strengthen our faith in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray this morning if anybody's faith is weak listening to me, I pray that the Lord will strengthen you in the mighty name of Jesus. His word will enter your heart right now. In the name of Jesus, the Lord's presence will be real to you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.